Woohoo! I love recording these podcasts. It's been a little while and I can't wait to jump back in. So I've got a bit more of a planned podcast for you today. Podcast, set of segments, whatever you want to call it. Depending on where you may be listening, um, I'll just let you know that I am recording this over on Anchor. It's an awesome app. You can just click once and you can record and then you can get your files and you can upload them if you choose to places like iTunes and Google Play and a whole bunch of other places which I've recently been released on, which is fantastic. Uh, I just point this out because depending on where you're listening from, it might be a little bit of a different approach because I can suggest people call in, I can ask questions and things like that, which is things you can do over on the Anchor app. So you can always find me on Anchor and as Tiffany Galelland. That's G-I-L-L-E-L-A-N-D. And a very annoying last name, isn't it? <laughs> so what have I got for you in this episode? So I'm talking all about preparation. Preparation. We all have things that we have to prepare for. And I'm talking about I have some upcoming photo shoots and I'll be talking a bit about what I do to prepare for those. But it won't be just for anybody who's doing photography. This is going to be something that's a bit more general because I've done all kinds of different work in my time from project management for IT projects through to uh, marketing projects and teaching online and all kinds of stuff. So for all of those things, we always have to prepare at some point in our life. So I'm just going to talk about what I kind of do mentally and physically to prepare and also about the challenges that have come up that have challenged me to get creative or work around things or definitely keep my mental focus. So how I come uh, overcome those sorts of things. And I will be telling you the fun story about how both of our cars this week have had some sort of issue and the blood drained from my face as I thought I'm going to have to rent a car in order to drive the six hours away to where my photo shoots are this weekend. And <laughs> and there's some fun stories behind that. So even if you're not interested in preparation, there is some fun stuff coming. Alrighty, I'm going to move on into the next segment. Just to set the scene a little bit more about what I'm talking about with my photo shoot so you have an idea of what I'm preparing for this time around. Uh, I have a couple of shoots coming up this weekend. They are about a six hour drive from where I live and I'm staying up there over the weekend. One of my clients has very kindly uh, put me up in her place to help save on the expenses and all that kind of stuff and I'm really looking forward to being up there and doing some work. The thing about this though is that despite having been talking about doing this together for months we've finally locked in the dates and we finally don't have to postpone it and that just got locked in a little over a week ago so this is not only preparation but it's preparation on a short timeline and that sometimes can be one of my favorite ways of preparing it doesn't give you too long to overthink things uh, depending on if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, one of the things that I do a lot is I tend to overthink, tend to overstress a little bit, and 
that's something I've been really working on, just doing, not thinking, which is funny now that I say that out loud and I realize I've prepared this whole episode talking about how I'm getting uh, prepared and <laughs> and uh, it could easily lead into overthinking. But uh, I do have some methods in place to make sure that I don't do that. And I think I'm following that so far, which is pretty good. And I'll explain more of that later. So what I have coming up is I have a photo shoot with um, a fitness instructor. And she, we're doing some stuff where I'm taking some photos of her for an upcoming book that she is writing or working on or planning to release in the future. And I'm also going to be doing some photos and video of her teaching classes and or teaching a class of awesome women who get up super early in the morning to do exercise. And when I do these photo shoots, I'm at the mercy of the best light of the day, which is sunrise and sunset. So we'll also be getting up at sunrise. And I'm not traditionally an early morning riser, which is a bit silly since I'm a photographer, but I just, I'm a night owl and that's what I've been for three decades. So <laughs> that's kind of how it works for me. So yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an idea of that. I have, so I have one kind of very intense shoot where we're doing a couple of different I have to output photos, I have to output video, there'll also be like a sit down interview type video and I also need to get uh, what's known as b-roll and that b-roll is just extra shots of her house and her doing things and uh, things around the the area to give people an idea of who she is and what she does and, and just an, uh, an eye into her life because one of these videos is going to be uh, sort of about her business and how she started it and that sort of stuff so people can get to know her better. I'm really looking forward to it. And then my other photo shoot is going to be on the Monday and uh, that is with uh, another awesome entrepreneur who is a bookkeeper and she's just, she has had her business before but then she took some time to, I think, do something else and now she's getting back into her business and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun actually I have I think I've convinced her to bring her jujitsu outfit and we're going to do some fun and, and have some fun that way and even if those photos don't turn out I think it's gonna be a great way to help get her relaxed and have fun in the session it's the hardest thing when anybody's doing photography is being relaxed in front of the camera I mean, I certainly struggle with it and I had to teach myself certain ways to become relaxed and that sort of thing. Uh, as you know, if you follow me and my story and there'll be some stuff on YouTube soon, there's plenty of info about how I had to teach myself to get comfortable and confident in front of the camera just for myself, which can only lead me to do things better for people who I'm shooting for so uh, that I can help them. Anyway, this segment, I'm running out of time, The Joys of Anchor. I have a five-minute segment. <laughs> I'm on a timer. So I will talk more about how I get mentally prepared in the next segment. Getting mentally prepared. It is the cornerstone of being prepared for anything that you are about to do. Athletes do it business owners do it, CEOs, all kinds of people get themselves mentally prepared 
probably in a variety of ways, although we are all at the mercy of the internet these days, and the internet always shows us the most popular uh, articles, and that means that more people who are creating content create their own versions of those same popular articles, so all we see are the same things to do. So I do wonder whether or not we are all turning into the Borg, but that is kind of a conversation for a different day. And if you don't quite get what I'm talking about, then by all means feel free to call in and ask me and I will do a whole episode on how search engine optimization and Google and uh, Facebook and everything encourages, encourages content creators to do things in a certain way, which means that we're all consuming the same content over and over again. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off track. Mentally prepared. Getting mentally prepared. So what I like to do for anything I'm preparing for, and as I've said before, this isn't just for photo shoots. This is if I'm uh, consulting for clients, when I've been doing project management, when I have to go into a meeting where I have to get people on board to an idea, where I am doing a sales call, all these kinds of things. I get mentally prepared and I do that in a variety of ways. And part of that is, the first step is stay calm. And I feel like I need to, I should create some sort of meme. <laughs> but really, it is about staying calm. And that that is making sure that the anxiety doesn't kick in and that we we don't I say we, I should say that I don't run away with certain ideas of potential failure or what if this happens or what if that happens. If you find the words what if coming up, just delete them or say this to yourself if you're saying, oh, you know, what if, if you're imagining the worst and it's what if this happens or what if that happens, and then you say to yourself, then I will handle it. It's a brilliant way to shut down the what if horrors that can get to you. So I like to get in the zone and that is, I like to, I do, it's, I've called this sort of getting mentally prepared, but it also, there is a certain physical aspect, although I do have a separate section for being physically prepared as well. You know, things like lists, checklists, that sort of stuff, the plan, but mentally prepared. I like to do, like I do that throughout the process even while I'm getting physically prepared. And I like to get in the zone. And that is this zone of calm, clarity and confidence. And I kind of sort of focus on those words. And I do that also kind of while visualising what's going to happen. And I visualise myself going through the job or what I'm about to do and how I'm going to handle myself and that things are going to be okay. At all times, I kind of keep reinforcing in my mind that everything is going to be okay. I can handle whatever comes up. doesn't matter what comes up, I can handle it. And whatever the outcome, I will handle it. Like if I go into something and maybe things don't go right, for example, I don't get the perfect shot that I want or that kind of thing, although I take enough that I generally come out with at least a few shots that I'm happy with and I'm, I'm really, really perfectionist about that stuff. And I usually come out with a lot of shots that my clients are happy with. And uh, I, yeah, I like to visualise that I am cool, calm and collected. Uh, I also, for my photo shoots and things like that, I look through 
photos and videos and things to kind of get myself into that creative zone. But if I'm doing work of other nature, I, I look, I, I research my client, I research their competitors. I do the same thing for my photo shoots. I'm a bit weird because I'm doing photo shoots for entrepreneurs. I want to know their business. I want to know them. The better I do that, the better I can interact with them at the photo shoot. And I'll explain more of that in a moment because my segment's running out. Alrighty. What do you do to get yourself mentally prepared for something that is coming up? Definitely feel free to contact me over on Anchor and call into the station. Be brave, leave a message, let me know what you do because I'm sure that I can learn from others. I'm also sure that there's probably steps of the process that I do so intuitively I haven't even thought to write them down. Uh, but as I was saying before and just sort of continuing on with the getting mentally prepared, it's about, you know, I go through photos and videos and I do my best to really know my client and their business and their industry before I go into a photo shoot, which sounds a bit weird because I guess for people on the outside, they might think, but you're just taking photos. Don't you just throw a camera in their face and press and, and point? And the thing about that is that to get the best photos, and this is uh, a skill that I'm still working on, but I really do my best. To get the best photos, somebody needs to be comfortable and relaxed in front of the camera, which means that I need to be personable and more, you know, um, some some photographers say you kind of need to be a clown sometimes. You know, I need to be entertaining, I need to be confident, and I need them to know, like, and trust me in the photography either studio or at the photo shoot location while we're doing the shoot if they f the better they feel with me and the more comfortable they feel then the more comfortable they will look on camera and with the shots and all that kind of stuff so that is why i prepare in this certain way and uh these are all kinds of things that <laughs> i have no idea if anybody knows that this is all the stuff that goes behind the scenes if somebody's taking a photo and uh, like professionally and they're, they're trained and that kind of stuff and I have no idea if that's what how all photographers approach it or how that works I know most of them do and they will have to at some point in order to get the that connection with the person on the other side of the camera and you need to try and get them to forget that there's a camera there at all and to be more interacting with me and so yeah the more I know about them and their business and that's why my sales calls are like I do mostly asking them questions about themselves and what they like to do and their business and why they got started and all these kinds of things because that will help me on the day. So it's all an interesting behind the scenes look. But even if I'm doing other work that's not photography, the better you know the person you're dealing with, the better you'll be able to interact with them. It's, it's that simple. And I never able to just go into a meeting where I don't really know the person the the closest thing to that would I guess be going in where I'm conducting an, an interview and I have their CV and I have a vague idea but then the the onus is on the other person to kind of 
do the work <laughs> in making the connection, I guess, in an interview situation. Uh, although my uh, my husband, he gets really nervous having to conduct interviews for other people, and I don't really understand that. <laughs> but I can I can understand it to a point, but I don't fully understand it in that I haven't actually experienced that kind of nervousness. But um, definitely, who hasn't been on the other side of the interview panel? Uh, no, it never occurred to me that the person interviewing is actually nervous too. <laughs> That's really funny. So, my my question goes out to you. What do you do to get mentally prepared? Have I really explained how I get mentally prepared? I mean, I go through photos, videos for inspiration. I get ideas. I visualize. And all while getting in the zone and just focusing on being calm, clear, or clarity, and confidence nearly forgot the third one. Ooh, that could have been bad <laughs> and this is what's helped me when the unexpected has come up so in the next segment I'm going to talk more about the physical stuff that I do and uh, I think that that'll probably be a short segment and then I'll dive into the unexpected fun problems that came up this week that I had to get through but yes definitely wherever you're listening there should be a link through to myself on anchor and you should be able to then interact with me and call in or you can find me on facebook over at tiffany g studios already getting physical that sounds a bit weird doesn't it <laughs> but the physical aspects of getting prepared these are the things like lists checklists and dun 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 the plan the plan there has to be a plan or does there i don't know i just did some podcasts what last week or the week before where i was talking about how the only plan is there is no plan or i'd thrown out the planning and i was just doing so i'm come full circle and i'm back to <laughs> the plan but i will probably say that given that it's me and i i i do have a certain balance between my logic brain and my creative side However, I feel that sometimes when I'm doing the planning, I'm either all in on the planning or I'm kind of half in and I'm probably in the half in on the planning. So it means I have this general outlined plan, but it's not planned down to every minute detail. And I think that's great because it allows for flexibility. But I have... My lists and my checklists. I have a checklist of things that I usually pack to go on my shoots. And if you don't sort of use this sort of concept for anything that you do, it's definitely worthwhile to create some checklists that are kind of like templates that you go to whenever you're doing something that you don't do all the time, like every day. Or even actually, even if you do do them all every day they can be a great starting point if you need to outsource whatever task you're doing so th that was a concept that was introduced to me very early on in my working career and it has helped me no end especially when I was doing administration where I had to support seven different managers from a management team and keep track of things having checklists that I could refer back to it's okay what do I normally do what's uh, not only that, I mean, those checklists, if they're in some sort of order of I do this, then that, then this, then that, always help me. And it's something I use even to this day. So those checklists and then 
I'll have uh, lists that I create just beforehand of I have to get this done before I go, this done before I go, that sort of thing. Uh, things like getting myself some rechargeable batteries for my different audio and lights and uh, I have to charge up my batteries, clear my cards, all that sort of stuff, photography stuff. But there's also things that I do for other jobs that I've I've done, like where I have to organise training and I have to book rooms and book catering and send out invites and chase RSVPs and all those sorts of things. You can put on a checklist if you don't already do that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be a fancy piece of software. It can just be a document. Heck, it can just be pen and paper and just, you know, it's a piece of paper that you refer to and you use some blue tack and stick it up somewhere and you just know what it is you've got to run through. It can absolutely help you ensure that you don't forget anything. And if you do find that you've forgotten something, then you can add it to the checklist so that you don't forget it the next time. So, yeah, that's, that's all that kind of physical stuff that we do. But all the while that I'm doing that physical pre preparation, I'm sort of staying in my mental zone of calm, clarity and confidence that everything is going to work out no matter what comes up. And then the universe will challenge me. And it certainly challenged me this time. I'm not going to say it challenges me every time, but it certainly challenged me this time. And if you have had this kind of situation where you're preparing for something, uh, either a big event or even a small event, sometimes when I was more introverted, some of those small events, like having to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with somebody, that was a big event in my mind and it needed preparation. So if... Don't, don't feel like that doesn't count, that, that absolutely accounts. <laughs> and what things have come up to challenge you or what thoughts, feelings and fears have you had to overcome in order to get yourself to the place where you're okay and you can walk into that room or you can uh, show up to that photo shoot or um, whatever it is that you might be doing. Maybe you need to run that marathon or get to that gym. I certainly need to get to that gym. Anyway, it's a, another story. The unexpected. The unexpected comes up whenever you are preparing for something. Maybe maybe I'm going about this all wrong. Maybe it's just a case of because I'm preparing for something big, the universe feels like it needs to challenge me. Whereas if in my head it was like, oh, it's not big, it's, it's fine, don't worry about it, then the universe won't feel the need to maybe challenge me or, you know, pick up on certain... I don't know, fears that I have or something like that. But anyway, I played that little musical interlude clip because it's kind of, that's the mental place you've got to be when the universe sends the following at you. So as you know, I have to drive six hours to my photo shoots on the weekend. Uh, in fact, I'm driving tomorrow as of recording this podcast. And I, what happened my husband's car, the battery went flat and he refused to let me call the, um, in Australia or where I live in Australia, we have the NRMA who are people that you can call and they'll come out and fix your car. 
like roadside assistance or something like that. I'm not sure what the equivalent might be in the US or UK or exactly uh, what it is, but I'm sure if I explain it like that, you'll get what I mean. He refused to let me call them because we are not members right now and that means we'll have to pay extra and he figured he knew what it was and we could just put up with my car which was fine you know we were using one car and I'd shuffle him to one end of town and then I'd drive to the other end of town. I live in a small town and it's pretty much a maximum of 10 minutes to get anywhere really uh, and really driving him to where he needed to go and then driving me to where I needed to go it's like a 15-20 minute drive through quiet streets going no more than 50 kilometers an hour which is a really slow speed you know a dog can run out in front of you and you could swerve around it no problem heck you could probably get out and nearly run faster some of the time <laughs> but that's uh, another story anyway uh everything was going fine using my car and then i filled the car up with petrol yesterday and my husband took it for the afternoon so that he could go get the new battery for his car. And then he calls me later that afternoon. He says, I'm not going to be able to pick you up. And I said, OK, well, what's going on? You know, and he said, well, the car seems to be leaking petrol. And the guys at he works at a university here and the, the guys from facilities maintenance have kind of barricaded the car off and told me I'm not allowed to drive it. <laughs> like, OK. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that was a little bit of fun. So there's a petrol leak in one car and then we had a broken battery in the other. Luckily, we got the new battery beforehand. Like That's that's the thing that I really have to stress. When these things come up, it's so easy to go, oh, no, and really focus on everything that's going wrong. But if you focus on things that go wrong, then more things go wrong. So I try and turn it around as quickly as possible and think, well, thankfully, we just bought that battery, even though my husband's car hadn't been working for two weeks because he kept procrastinating on buying the new battery. He'd gone and bought the new battery just before this happened to my car. And my car, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge petrol leak, but I had filled the car and now it's on about three quarters full. So I'm going to have to get somebody to look at that. But instead, I'm recording a podcast because that's just easier to deal with right now. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm taking my husband's car for the photo shoot because the battery worked and that was the answer, thankfully. And all of that came up. But then there was the fun epic saga of retrieving the car with the petrol leak and finding out what the heck happened. And that is a fun little story that uh, involves a witch's hat and <laughs> uh, a carjack and a very precarious hill on like at least a 45 degree incline. So, fun coming up in the next segment. The epic saga of getting the car with the fuel leak. If you have stumbled across this episode, uh, this segment of this episode, <laughs> outside of the other episodes I just explained that uh, we had a car no, I had a car um, yesterday that had a fuel leak when parked on a hill and it lost about a quarter of a tank of petrol and uh, it had been grounded and we've been told that it hadn't we weren't allowed to move it by the people who uh, run the facilities at the university 
Then comes the epic 10pm saga of going up to retrieve the car. Now, let me just explain that, yes, I live in Australia, but I live in a small town that is uh, high up in altitude in the mountains. I think we're a thousand metres above sea level. Uh, I always get that wrong, but we are quite high and we get cold temperatures like it gets down at the moment it gets down to minus two or minus three overnight which is not usual it's actually quite warm we have definitely had minus 10 minus 12 degrees celsius celsius if you're wondering but <coughs> it was a pretty cool night and we went out to go up in the middle of the night to retrieve our car and hoping that it still had some petrol left and that we could drive it home and it had been cordoned off with witches' hats. Uh, I have no idea if that's if you guys call it the same thing. It's you know those little traffic cones, um, you know orange bright little cone things. And I don't know if you've ever seen. There's this old movie. It's an old Bill Murray movie, and it's called The Spy Who Knew Too Little. And it's this guy who he ends up being drawn into this whole spy world, but he thinks it's all this game that he paid for and that people are actors and they're acting out this story but it's actually real and it's it's hilarious and he does things that he wouldn't normally do in real life and he because he thinks it's they're actors so he's way more confident it's a, I love it it's a brilliant metaphor for life in fact and um, there's this scene where he goes through and he runs over all these witches hats because he's like that's what I've always wanted to do, the, the traffic cones. You know, he runs them over a whole slew of them. He's like, I always wanted to do that, you know, because he thinks he's acting out a real-life play that moves all around the city. And it's hilarious, and I always wanted to do that. But now, after last night's effort, I don't ever want to do that again. Because what they don't show you in the movies, at least, is if you have a car that's kind of low to the ground and... We're driving, it's a little uh, Kia Rio, and so it's just this little, um, it's a Korean car, it's little, and it's built for the city, and it's not built for hardware and tear, that's for sure. And my husband, because we were tired, and we were moving the car, and he accidentally runs over the traffic cone. I mean, you saw that coming when I gave you the prep for the story, no doubt. And it gets stuck in the axle. And we're on this precarious kind of 45 degree hill. The car is horizontal on this hill at this point, if that makes sense. It's not, it's, it's not following the vertical line of the hill. It's kind of horizontal to the hill, the gradient of the hill. I hope that makes some sense. Uh, so, and then we're trying to get this traffic cone out and I'm trying to, he's like, can you move the car forward? Can you move the car backwards? And can you do this? And then I said, well, I think you're just going to have to get the jack out as if you're changing a tire. And, and he's like, oh, okay. So we try that for about 15, 20 minutes trying to, you know, like do it up a little bit. Can we move it now? Do it up a bit more. Can we do it now? And because we're not on flat ground, it's just you're so worried that something's going to knock off and that the car's just going to come down and then maybe the force might make it flip or something I don't know I have all kinds of there were some I have a great imagination I used to be a writer I'm definitely a storyteller and I tell a lot of weird stories in my head about things that go on around me just by being in the world and yeah there was all kinds of things going through my head and my husband's like sticking his arm under the wheel of the car from the front from the back it's like it's the front left wheel 
So if you're sitting in the driver's seat, the front left wheel, sorry, oh, well, the driver's seat on Australian cars is opposite to the US, but either way, it's still the front left wheel. And he's getting in and trying all kinds of things. In the end, we give up and we say, we're just going to have to drive it down home. It's like a couple of minutes away and we'll have to try and work it out on flat ground. <laughs> so then we set off. So, as I was saying before, my husband ran over the traffic cone while we were trying to move the car that had the fuel leak. At least at this point, I should say that the fuel was no longer leaking. So that was great. And we found out later that I only lost a quarter of a tank of petrol. But my husband ran over the traffic cone and it was man versus cone. We're on a 45 degree angle of elevation on a hill roughly I don't know I don't do maths and degrees very well maybe it's only 30 but it's definitely there's an angle to it actually yeah it feels actually definitely closer to 45 anyway and then <laughs> my husband had the jack trying to um, you know put the car up on one side because of course the where we left the car it's like horizontally parked on this hill so the hill's kind of running instead of like we're not like the car's not pointed the same way because we're in a car park it's we don't have to you know we're pointed we're at the opposite angle horizontal compared to the way the hill runs up and down so then <laughs> we're on the lower end trying to jack up the car to try and get this traffic cone out and yes as i said before all all fantasies of running over a whole slew of traffic cones have now been destroyed in my mind because I realise it is a really stupid, stupid, stupid idea. Anyway, after fiddling around with that, we take off and we just figure we'll have to work it out later. We've got to move the car. It's getting later. It's probably closer to zero degrees Celsius outside and it's time to move. So we do this and I follow him slowly and we stop along the way a couple of times trying to see if different uh, you know, places where the road meets different dirt on the edges and things like that, because we're in a small town, uh, will actually help get it loose. That doesn't seem to work. But magically, uh, somehow the cone does get loose and then it just ends up out of the car and we lose it. <laughs> Thanks to some dirt, you know, where the asphalt or the road meets some dirt on the side and he kind of was driving on the shoulder again there's nobody around at this point it's you know there's no cars nothing so yeah 10 o'clock at night probably actually 11 p.m by this point because <laughs> we've been fiddling around with it so much and yeah we finally get it home and all the while because depending on how you found this segment uh, I'm trying to prepare for my upcoming photo shoot in my mind <laughs> and trying to stay calm and trying not to worry that you know, we won't have a car because the other car had problems with its battery, but that seems to have been fixed now, so we're all good. And we only just got that fixed yesterday too. So now, yes, this is how I deal with things that come up where the universe decides to challenge me and my whole, I'm going to be calm, I'm going to have clarity, and I'm going to have confidence about what I'm preparing for <laughs> and having to do that while that comes up. So if you've ever been in <laughs> probably not a similar situation, because I don't think I've ever heard a story of that happening to anyone before, the fuel leak or the traffic cone, <laughs> but 
if you've been in a situation where you're trying to prepare for something and then it feels like the universe just wants to test you and it just wants to throw a bunch of stuff at you to see can you stay calm you know doesn't matter what's thrown at you and did you stay calm how did that happen for you by all means feel free to call in or over on the anchor app you can call in or you can actually there's a button that you can press to actually leave a text comment if you so choose and I should see either of those and I'll be happy to reply and listen to how you get over things because that would also be great (laughs) for me and uh, yeah now it's the following day and I'm getting into the zone and doing all of these things the visualizing I'm going to get my lists and checklists happening and I'm going to stay calm and I'm recording a podcast and hopefully I'll get a couple of videos edited too but that might be a little bit much Anyway, what do you do in these sorts of situations? By all means, reach out to me. You can contact me on Anchor, as I said, Tiffany Galilland, or there should be a link there wherever you're listening to this. And also you can find me over on Facebook at Tiffany G Studios. And by all means, feel free to interact and say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Alrighty. Thanks, guys, and have an epic day. One more thing, just a little extra bit to this podcast. I forgot to mention that I am planning to do a bunch of, a bunch, a few, a couple, maybe just one Facebook Live. While I'm doing my photo shoot, I'm going to do, try and do at least one or two, either some behind the scenes or maybe an interview with one of my clients. And uh, if you want to follow along to that kind of stuff, come and connect with me on Facebook. I am Tiffany Glelland, Tiffany Glelland one on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Tiffany dot dot one, G-I-L-L-E-L-A-N-D. Or you can find me at Tiffany G Studios and uh, maybe I will post some stuff there or post copies of it up there as well. So you can get some an idea of some of the behind the scenes and hopefully it works out that way. Of course, my first priority has to be producing stuff for the clients, but I am hoping to be able to give you guys a little bit of an insight into some of that fun behind the scenes stuff. It might even just me be me putting my phone on a tripod and then saying, here's the Facebook Live and then going off and doing my shoot. So you'll be a fly in the corner. It may not, I don't know if it'll be that entertaining, but there might be a little bit there just for, uh, you know, 10 or 20 minutes or something like that. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. As I said, Tiffany G Studios, G for Golf Studios. And find me facebook.com forward slash Tiffany G Studios. Alrighty. And I hope that whatever you're preparing for this has helped you and again feel free to call in and let me know what you do to prepare for your own things client stuff business stuff maybe it's personal stuff maybe it's just showing up to a party with friends because sometimes that takes me preparation too but not the same kind (laughs) Alrighty, uh have an epic day and uh What are you doing to achieve your dreams today?